Parenting is hard. Few of us feel up to the task. The world is shifting, quickly and dramatically. All of us feel the changes affecting our families. The stress and pressure can be intense. We are here to help sort the good and the bad, provide insight and bring hope. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. We're so glad you stopped by. Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Mathias. I want to welcome you to season four of Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I'm here with my sidekick today, Mr. Beeson. Say hi, Mr. Beeson. Hi, Mr. Beeson. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, Brad. It's good to be here. <laughs> uh, Robert, it is. Uh, it has been a, a journey you and I have shared. We've been on a parenting pilgrimage. It seems like more than a journey, right? Kind of. Yes. It, yes, it has. So, for those who are not familiar, uh, tell us what makes you an expert in parenting. <laughs> Uh, I'm just the sidekick here. No, you told me to lead. I thought okay. it would be fun for me just to throw that right out there, like red meat. Yeah. I am not an expert Take at Take a bite on that. But I'm an expert on my children. Ah, that's a clear distinction, isn't it? It is. And I think people get yeah. mixed up with that. Like they think they need to take their kids to the expert Christian experts, the faith experts in the church, yeah. thinking that they are going to be the experts to help disciple their kids. And the truth is there's no one equipped quite like the parent. And so I think being in touch with the fact that you are the expert on your kids, and it's not bad to hear things like this podcast to help you, but you are uniquely put in a position to parent your specific kids. And so that's what makes me a parenting expert. Yeah. So I love that. Agree with that. Totally affirm that in you. One thing I will say, I, I would guess that you and I would both agree we've never felt brilliant or brave. That's very parents. true. Is that right? That's very true. Yeah. Well, I have a special guest for us today. And she's the brilliant and she brave. She is. Yes, she's that's the one. right. You got my segue. Awesome. So you you cannot imagine the energy that comes from this woman. Now, we're going to hear her, okay? But I've actually been in class with her. She taught some of my seminary classes. Mm. She's a Vanderbilt grad. She's an amazing pastor. She's a mom. She's an author. She's an online entrepreneur. She's done everything. And you're about to get 30 minutes, and it's going to be like three days of information. Awesome. It's just going to compress it right into your brain. It's I'm ready. Awesome. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I want you to meet my friend and previous pastor, Sue Detweiler. Welcome. Hey, Sue. Hi, it's so nice to be. I love the name of this show, Brilliantly Brave. That's awesome. Well, apparently Brave, um, Brad named the show for you from the open here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it came from a small group. Actually, we we actually prayed about it. Like I felt like God was saying to do this podcast. I'm like, we got to come over the name. And, and one of the ladies actually was praying for someone else who's actually in the room right now. And they prayed over her that God would help her to be brilliant and brave. So Ann Chicklean, who is actually on the camera right now, you should step around so the people on the camera can see you. And she is now uh, working with us and she is the inspiration for the name. And I didn't so know it's that. a very small circle. Four seasons in and I did not know that. All right, now back to Sue. Sue, you are up to all kinds of stuff. You've written three books in the last few years. You've got an online ministry. You've got a radio show, Healing Rain. And now you're also doing success coaching. Uh, wow, you're busy. It's really a wonderful thing to step into those things that you were born for, that you were called to, and to really make a connection. And so part of what inspires me every day, Brad, is to help people find purpose in life. And that, of course, started with my six children really pouring into them life 
every single day and continues now with my grandchildren. Yes. Six children. That's not lost on me. <laughs> That's a lot of children. <laughs> Robert, has, I have six yeah, too. Robert has six. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? it yes. Well, I have three. I'm a blended family, so I had three of my own, and she had three, and so together we're six. So yes, it, it was a a later in life occurrence, but it's absolutely an adventure. It yeah. is, and since I've been Mimi for over a year, I have two grandchildren, and mm. I have one that will be born. Uh, pretty soon, in a month or so. And so, I really, this has been a year of laughter for me. You know, there are times that you hit a season where your compounded joy is harvested. That's this year for me. Hmm. Nice. Well, Sue, as I was talking to you before we started recording, uh, you were sharing with me just a little bit about how God's been leading you, it would be helpful probably for our audience to kind of get an idea of your journey the last few years, kind of where you've been and where you are today and some of the things that you've learned. Well, my journey really begins um, when I was a young mom and when I was helpless. I mean, that's really where my journey begins. I was a mom to a nine a five-week-old baby, so tiny baby. I came home one night, I put her into bed, and I went to sleep, and I woke up to hear her screaming in fear. Hmm. And, you know, if you're a mom, you know how to get to that crib. But for some reason, I was disoriented. I couldn't breathe. My lungs were just burning up. And I was trying to head to her room, but I was disoriented. I got stuck in a closet. I finally went across the room, put a window up, and that's when I realized that my house was on fire and that I was so overcome with smoke inhalation that I couldn't even find my way out. Oh, my gosh. And so... I dropped to my knees and I prayed the prayer that everyone that's about ready to die prays, help. And by yeah. the grace of God, my husband got home in time, it got the one fireman, you know, the house next to us had already burned to the ground and arsonist had set a fire. So mm. even though my husband Wayne had only been gone a half an hour, that house was already burned to the ground and they didn't know we were home so my husband and the fireman came in the door and I I, I was so frantic and really as a mom I wasn't even thinking about myself my main concern was and my screams were get my baby out mm. you know get my baby out and by the miracle power of God I my daughter was rescued and the fireman came in my room. I don't think he could see me. You know, it's just so thick. And I remember his voice. I don't remember his face. He said, come towards the light. And I went towards the light and I felt his arms around me and he rushed me to the emergency room and with my daughter. And of course we were concerned, but both of us survived the fire and it became a beginning point of my journey. Mm. And part of the, the real hero of the day, in addition to my husband, was my mom. 
uh, we called her from the hospital and we said, mom, we're okay. And, and you could tell I was frantic, but speaking to her peace on her end of the line just came through just, just so much peace. And the peace that she had was that for an entire month before she was fasting and praying and the scripture she was meditating on was Isaiah 43, which part of it says you will go through the fire and you will not be burned. Wow. And so I, I knew from that moment that I was saved, that my daughter was saved, and that that was really the beginning of motherhood for me. Wow. That's, yeah, so I, I think I must have met you shortly after that um, because I remember your new house and I remember kind of the sort of the, the transition that you guys went through as a family. And I know you've juggled between uh, pastoral ministry and being a mom. I know you've had those different pressures of sort of balancing your schedules and your life and the commitments you have. And I know um, there are always demands on moms to sort of separate between being uh, a help maker and a provider and also a caregiver. And I, I know that moms are stressed out trying to figure out how to stay at home and also help provide for their family. And you've been involved with that lately. Tell us a little bit about that. I have been. I truthfully have been involved in, I have been a working mom my entire life. And even though I was able to stay home with my children, um, first in pastoral ministry and work from home. So I've I've been able to stay home with my children the entire time, and now they're all adults, so I have only adult children now, and I found the value of that and would make every job that I took, um, I made the priority to be at home, and so even when I oversaw an academy and was a principal of an academy as a a pastor, um, my office days were the same days that my children were there right beside me going through uh, the academy that we had founded. So I'm so thankful for that. And one of the things that's happened, Brad, and, and you have alluded to it, is as I've become a successful author, a best-selling author, and a speaker, what has begun to happen is moms and women have turned to me to help coach them on how to build their own online businesses and presence, how to how to do what they're called to do. And, and many times uh, women will have a message that's compelling in their heart, but they don't know how to gain momentum with that message or how to make money with that message. So one of the things I do as a success coach is I help people build their brands and monetize and build their own coaching programs and things like that. And one group in particular that's turned to me is moms because moms want to stay home with their children. And one thing that happens, Brad, is that if you're a husband and wife and you're praying about having children and you have two salaries and you take out your journal and begin to add up all the numbers, it never makes sense for a woman (laughs) 
to go home and stay home with their children. You know, it's not a logical thing. Um, And yet, there's so much value and so much of the hurt and pain in the world today is because um, children have not had the life-giving power of both a mom and a dad in the trenches with them on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm sure, as I'm thinking, Robert, that our audience is made up uh, predominantly of Christian moms. Yeah. And they, you know, demographically, we can guess that they have two to three kids that are preteen, um, and they are juggling, right? They're mm-hmm. trying to keep the balance between being a good mom and a good wife and also providing, and there's needs in the home. Um, it's got to be a, a great stress in most marriages. Would you say that's— Absolutely. I yeah. think there's tremendous pressure on um, both the men and the women. And But I think from a heart perspective, I can I completely resonate with what you're saying, um, Sue, that, you know, you want to be there for your kids, but you feel kind of trapped in, um, in having to be part of the provision uh, for the families. What would you say to a mom listening right now that they're kind of on the verge of, you know, they're making it with two salaries, but she feels like she needs to be— um, at home with her kids and you know because time is rushing by it's not you don't get a do-over um, but she just feels kind of there's n- absolutely no way we can make it and I, I know that there are there are extremes to this so there are people that are actually in a situation where there's no chance that they can get out but for those that are listening that are kind of just struggling with they feel a tug to plug back into being a mom and staying at home and um, but they just they don't know how to take the first step towards that. What would you say to those moms as an, in a way of encouragement or, or even just steps? Well, the first step, I believe, is prayer. Hmm. And um, my, uh, my book that's out now called Women Who Move Mountains is all on prayer. And in fact, the second half of the book and you know talks about how to take a spiritual retreat so the very first step i would say is take a spiritual retreat and get a word from the lord and there's in terms of parenting when when the children are babies where they are infants they're toddlers before school if you do any form of research those years are so critical for children. Mm-hmm. So as as we have adult daughters now that are very good mothers, we have encouraged them to do what they can to make sure they're at home most of the time. And and God's provided for them. Um, and, and in one case, one of my daughters... Uh, has been provided by just keeping their income lower and and doing with less. And the other daughter has had just really good jobs um, where she's able to keep her baby with her um, and still add to um, add to the income of the family. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think there's one size fits all. And sure. I think that's been one of the problems in the past is you know, pressure religiously, I think God is able to speak to you and your husband. And as a wife, there were times in that stage when I was at home with babies that I just plain took my stand and I I looked to Wayne to provide for the family um, more than me. 
And and there's times that if you have a word from a mom, I believe in walking in agreement with your husband, but you're a partner with your husband. And so as you hear a word from the Lord, share it with him um, with your whole heart. And what's even better is if you as a couple can go on a, a retreat together or just take one day to fast and pray and listen to God and you will be amazed at the creativity and the creative opportunities that will come to your mind as you listen to God and pray. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm listening to this and it's it's all very familiar because I, I walked some of this out with Wayne and Sue uh, years ago in my own marriage. And I, I'm listening to this, Sue, and I, I know sometimes God will speak to us uh, when we get quiet or when we separate ourselves enough to hear that voice. And then there's also that sensitivity of timing. So if someone were to take, uh, a, I forget what you called it, um, a spiritual retreat, if someone were to take a spiritual retreat with their spouse, really get quiet, really separate themselves to hear God's voice and receive a word, sometimes that is to percolate a little, right? It doesn't always happen immediately. You know, many times there are things, Brad, just to answer that question that I heard in my spiritual retreats 25 years ago Hmm. that are now taking place today. There are so many, and I think that would be true for moms. You know, there is a season of time as a mom that you could feel some frustration because you're not doing everything you're called to do. Well, you're not called to do everything in every season. And becoming at peace that that God is good and that his call is good. So, for example, I felt called to write a book from the time that I was a mother of one child. But it wasn't until they were actually, you know, my first book was launched in between two daughters getting married. Huh. <laughs> two god- daughters got married six or seven weeks apart from each other. And my first book came out and hit number one on Amazon's hot new releases. And that book is to moms. But it was in the middle at the point when they were already adults and, and getting married. And so there are times for a mom that some of your dream could be on hold till another time and and you can trust God with that. Hmm. And so there are things that you may write about that are for a season in the future and one key and one gift I want to give every mom that's listening right now it's a really important key contentment. Hmm. You know Paul talked about being content in every season and and it was very hard for me to learn that, but I want to say, and there were so many things. I had job opportunities. I had lots of opportunities that I said no to because they were not good for my children. And I'm so glad for every no I said and for the yes to my children being a priority. Hmm. Yeah, you can never really go wrong putting your children as the priority. And and I think patience is one of those things that um, 
is so important for relationships and to model for our kids that even though God might have birthed a calling or an idea or a vision or whatever it is, that does not necessarily mean that it happens immediately. I mean, it's it's something Well, that, it's actually the opposite, right? I mean, the biblical model is these things are dormant. You know, you, you receive this promise and you go to this strange land and you go, okay, God, bless me with all these kids. And, and God's like, no, Abram. Uh, yeah. We're going to take a little time out. And so much of so much of our character is built in the process of waiting. And yeah, I don't want to hear that. No, <laughs> no I don't want yeah, to hear that either. Hear that. I'm, a, I'm a fast food sort of Christian, and I'd rather just exactly. get this over with. I know that about you, Brad, but for the rest of us, we really need <laughs> to embrace Well, it's the so waiting. hard, right? You read a book, you get these ideas, you hear a great sermon, uh, yeah. there's an inspirational song. I mean, whatever it is. And you want to go charging down yeah, and Yeah, I mean, happen. you're like, okay, man, let's do this. I got it now. And Sue's story is so encouraging, and I... I can cheat a little because I know some of the details, but I mean, the reality is she went through some really hard stuff as a mom before that vision and that word was released in her. So, Sue, keep talking. That's right. Because, I mean, that's really important to know. Well, I I think as you walk and talk with God and you build that intimate relationship, um, and make him first in your life and learn to hear his voice, you're going to hear the difference because there are times, and and I want to say to moms, I, I, I remember people would say to me, well, your, your whole life is on hold, and it would just frustrate me. Mm. I don't believe that your whole life is on hold. I, I believe that God is going to fully use you right now in your season. You simply need to hear what's for right now. And there are times that God will speak to your heart, and he will say, seize the day, move now. And I'll give one example of a a woman um, that's a friend of mine. Her name's Erin Weideman, and she developed um, a best-selling book series called Bible Bells. By the way, I highly recommend that series. And when she was reading my first book, she told me this later. I didn't know her at that point. Um, God really used it, and tears were running down her face, and she heard this idea um, they actually wrote a book and gave it to, I think it was for like a, a shower gift or something like that. And it ended up becoming a business. And I just, I want to say that because sometimes moms who are entrepreneurial moms, you feel frustrated, but there are times, and I know of numbers of situations where the moms have an idea for a business that becomes successful, and in fact, it becomes so successful that their husbands quit their jobs hmm. and become a part. So, I I just want to say there's not a one-size-fit all answer and for too long in the christian church we've we've seemed to put put these boundary it doesn't fit for everybody that's why you need to hear the voice of god and do what he tells you to do and many times uh there will be plenty of people in your life that don't support you Um, if, if you just, all you need to do is look at scripture and see how Jesus himself was rejected. You know, you don't go for that, but you do need a multitude of good counselors Mm. where you're in relationship, hopefully in a local church or in a setting where they really know you and, 
and they can help. You know, in your prayer process, if you have people in your life like this that are, they know you and um, having that multitude of counsel and people praying and giving input is fabulous and it's needed and you need it. Absolutely, Sue. I, I love the fact that you have the perspective now of having heard God's voice, you and Wayne have walked through all kinds of resistance to this vision and this purpose. You guys are church planners, and you've you've been <laughs> with some bigger churches and smaller churches and everything in between. Um, and so there are, had to be times in that journey where you were just ready to to give up. What what brought you through? What kept you going? Yes, there's been numbers of times, different times, when the mountains were so big. And, you know, you can go through things that are very painful and very toxic. And um, and, and, and the hard part is, is you can go through that in the church mm-hmm. um, or outside of the church. I think for every person... We need to know that God is for us, and so who can stand against us? And when you know that God is for you and you have a listening ear to the God of the universe, I think that's really what got me through. Mm. That got me through, you know, when my daughter, and I I write about this in my first book, um, Nine Traits of a Life-Giving Mom, when she was an 18-year-old, and when she went the wrong direction, it wasn't a long period of time, but it was so intense. Hmm. And I remember sitting on my back porch and having this conversation with God. I'm, I'm reading through the book of Job. I'm weeping. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out because, I mean, uh, Brad knows this. He probably went to <laughs> some parenting teaching that Wayne and I did. We were the parenting experts. And, you know, this 18-year-old, it was just so painful. Um, And I remember sitting there listening to God and saying, what happened? You know, I thought, you know, Proverbs and training up your child, I thought this wouldn't happen. And that's when he shared this picture with me. In, In my heart, God said, I'm the perfect father. I put my children in a perfect garden and they still chose to rebel. It was so helpful to me, that picture. That was a great picture. It's such a great picture because, you know, I'm not a perfect parent and, and my children do not have a perfect garden and, and God values choice well, and that, that same 18-year-old is now, she just celebrated her 28th birthday. She's living here in Texas. She's the mom of one and almost two. And our relationship is a side-by-side close relationship. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm working from home today. And right before I got on this interview, I I rocked my a grandchild to bed, put him to sleep in the crib, and here I am talking with you. It's Beautiful. it's a wonderful thing when you learn that life is good, and and when you go through those seasons, those difficult difficult seasons, you learn. And if you're wise, 
you change and you grow and and you become a better parent um, because none of us are perfect. And in fact, I really, I've said this from the time I was a young mom, you know, every mom I know wants to be the best mom in the world for her child, but often she feels like the worst. Mm. But I so agree with how we began this conversation today that that you, and I'm speaking directly to you as a mom, you are the best mom in the world for your child. There's no one more equipped. There's God will give you all that you need. And in fact, you can become a better mom as you grow and mature and as you're humble and turn around when you're making a mistake and you you just keep going after God and keep serving your children. That's great. I love that. I love the fact that we just we landed the plane right where we started because there's so much truth in that 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 uh, before our kids were even a thought in our minds, um, God knew exactly what he was doing by putting them in our care. And so we need to be bold and stepping forward and feel confident in that. So thank you so much for that, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Uh, it's always an honor and privilege to talk with you, and I'm so grateful that you took the time to share with our audience today. Thank you, and God bless. Well, we're very excited to announce a partnership with the guys that we know from Boise, Idaho, Robert. Yes, we are. New release today. They're fantastic. Very, very relevant for what's going on. If you want to discover new music in the Christian realm, that's kind of the only place to go. Yeah, and not only do they have amazing music and amazing reviews and just a lot of information about Christian artists, but they are creating with us a brand new devotional product. Call it IRL Resources. Do you know what that stands for, Brad? I found out. You didn't? What does it stand for? It stands for In Real Life. That's exactly right, Brad. Very good. In Real Life, because a lot of times we have these standard devotionals that you know that, that we see, and, and we thought that it would be kind of cool to use their expertise in Christian music, couple that with actual scriptural and devotional thought that digs you deeper, not only into the song, but incorporates it into real life. And so it's a very vibrant and very awesome resource for families and for pastors. Yeah, and so if you uh, have a preteen or a teen in your home and you're looking for a new devotional to do weekly, we have a digital subscription online at irlresources.com. It's very inexpensive. The first study is free to check it out. There's nothing to lose. You should go there and see what's the latest thing in Christian devotional. Absolutely. You won't regret it. She's awesome. Yeah, I mean, once again, um, Sue Sue has that sort of enthusiasm, and she's just so encouraging and all warm. The time. Yeah, you feel like you can I mean, just sit around and talk forever. Yeah, she's she's just, uh, and that's how she is. Yeah. Um, and so now that she's got grandkids, and you know, life has sort of moved. I haven't talked to her for a couple of years, so it was it was really encouraging just to hear how God has really blessed her and in, in her work. She's written three books since I saw her last. That's great. That's a lot of work. I know. And, um, you know, I wrote my book back in 2014, I guess. And so she was calling me in 2015 about how to get a book deal. <laughs> and now she's written three and she's teaching people Look on how to coach Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did one book and it, you know, that was it. And so here she is just way ahead. 
Um, and she's that she's that way. I mean, when she really gets her teeth into something, you can she tell. really She'd be prolific. Yeah, she's she's very very intense, and she was uh, a Vanderbilt grad. I think she has a master's from Vanderbilt in Divinity. I mean, huh. she's a very very intelligent, educated lady. You can tell. Um, but her heart is the biggest part of her, mm-hmm. and she loves her kids, and she loves Jesus, and um, she taught us a lot. Patriotic. All those things are yep. so apparent. Well, uh, for those of you who are looking for support, you're looking for encouragement, I couldn't uh, in, you know, endorse anyone more heartily than Sue Detweiler. She has her own website, suedetweiler.com. She's got three books on Amazon. She's got a, a coaching success sort of support business that she's doing for women who are trying to find a way to make a living while a stay-at-home mom. And I think that's a great opportunity. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Well, guys, thanks for your uh, patience with us. We've uh, we've been walking through season four, and it's been fun, and we've had all kinds of interesting guests, and that's going to continue. And uh, our very next guest next week will be Erica Wiggenhorn, and she has quite a bit to share with us. She is an interesting author. She's a moody author and uh, really insightful stuff, so I'm looking forward to that. Robert? Yes, sir. Thanks for being an awesome sidekick. It's my honor to be a sidekick to you, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lot of fun. We'll see you here next week. All right. God bless, guys. Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week. iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things tween. Check us out at iShineLive.com. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12-year-old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students. 
or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. Wow. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's going to it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base, so it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9, and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out.